T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome into the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you check check out this week's show podcast as well. We put out two podcasts every week. This one comes out on Mondays. It's a good one. And the show podcast goes out on every Friday. It was a good show. Carl Middleman here with myself. I'm Tony Colombo. And uh, joining us this week is our good friend, the fisherman, Mike Marfell. Uh, Mike, great to talk with you. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Front porch and in Fenton. Hey, Tony, <laughs> I want to mention something real quick. <laughs> yes. I love living in Fenton. So it's just a Thursday, right, in May. Yep. And I'm standing on my porch. I see one blue line flag, one don't tread on me flag, one Marine Corps flag, and I can count six American flags flying on the Thursday. There you go. Here yeah, so I live in the right spot. Well, hopefully they take them in when it starts to rain. <laughs> yeah, right. It looks like it might be doing that anytime here soon. Yeah, it's it's uh, raining here. As, in Fenton, so, yeah, yeah, as we tape this. So um, on the show this week, we just talked to um, a, the guy. His name is Anthony Schnur. He is from Peevely. He just set the Missouri state record for the law for the largest long nose gar using a pole in line. The 32-pound, 10-ounce fish down there at Table Rock Lake. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on in the water. We can talk about this uh, as we go on here, uh, Mike. But here in the state of Missouri, we've already seen four or five state records fall. We had a world record set here in the state of Missouri this year. We've seen other states down in Texas. I know there was a, another record set very yep. recently. There's a lot. The Red Ear Sunfish out west was just caught a couple days ago, a six-pound bluegill, basically. Dang, that's incredible. Yeah, there's, there's just— that was there's, at Lake Havasu in Arizona. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's records are falling everywhere. I don't know what is going on, but this guy, this this uh, Anthony, who we just spoke to— uh, you know, as we're recording this, we just spoke to him moments ago because we just finished the the show, and now we're doing the podcast exclusive. You know, they get released at different times these podcasts, but uh, we're fresh off that conversation. And this guy, he he had a, an older gentleman who was basically his mentor, who um who went fishing with him. They'd been fishing together for the last thirty years, he said, and very recently. Um, his old friend became ill and unfortunately passed away. And right before this guy went fishing, Anthony went fishing. He had a chance to visit with his old, his old friend for one last time. 
And I'm telling you, I'm I am not telling this, giving this story any justice. If you didn't listen to the the show oh, I this can't week, wait to listen to it. Yeah, and if it's you, if, yeah, go get that, go download that podcast. If if, if everybody who hasn't heard this story uh, didn't hear the the show this week, make sure you go and hear it from Anthony's uh, lips because he tells the story way better than I do because it's his story. Um, but he got his last chance to see his, his old friend, and you know, and they they talked about fishing a whole bunch. He said. So then a couple days later, he find he gets he gets the the unfortunate phone call that his friend is gone, and uh, he's talking to uh, the, his friend's wife, who says, "Anthony, I, I want you to do me a favor," and he says, "Anything, anything I can do," and she says, "Next time you're out on the water, catch a fish for him," and he goes out. And he sets the freaking state record catching that fish for his friend. I mean, that is the craziest thing. I mean, isn't that amazing? You can be a full blown atheist and have to stop and think twice about that, right? <laughs> like Bo said on the show, Bo said, like, you know, he said, I think, Anthony, I know you caught the fish, but I think you had some help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what That's an incredible, nuts, what, yeah, what an incredible, uh, incredible story. Go was ahead. he fishing for gar on purpose? Yeah, I, I know that's do people do that. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, we didn't have enough time to talk to him about that because I wanted to. I I wondered the same thing. I like you. I'm a bass fisherman, and I have seen gar in the water, and I don't want anything to do with them. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, they're all over Lake of the Ozarks. They now. are I, all I over Lake of the Ozarks. And a guy was, and a guy was like, they they're spawning. I was like. Okay, if you say so. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, but uh, that apparently they're spawning right now too. So it's like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen some giants back in the shallows. Of, yeah, uh, like the Ozark. Oh weekend, man, there's so. right across the cove from us. There's a, there's a little there's a little. Uh, I guess this would actually be a not even a secondary cove. It'd be a third. It'd be a, it'd be a third and dairy cove. Whatever you call those. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and one, auxiliary <laughs> cove to the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That we that we literally call Gar Cove because there's so many of them back and there. And you stay away from it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you yeah. can, and they're right there at the surface, man. And it's not a very deep, you know, it's not the water back there is not that deep. And man, they they are right there in, in clear view. Um, and well, speaking well, that's of the lake, our did go-to you think, Tony, when we're not catching them, you know, you'll be like, this place is a gar hole. Yeah. You know, that's, the, <laughs> that's the kind of vernacular most bass fishermen use. This place is exactly, a gar hole. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, and I don't know if you saw also, speaking of the Lake of the Ozarks, you see the old 98 year old guy this past week caught a. They, a paddlefish snagged a huge paddlefish that was as big as he was, and and I don't oh think God. I don't think they weighed it because you can find the story pretty easily, but I can't find the weight of the fish anywhere that I look. And we were wondering what well, snagging maybe was. Maybe that's a seasonal <laughs> thing because you can only you yeah can he only caught it on the last day. He caught it on the last okay, day okay. of snagging season. He caught it on April thirtieth on the last day. Okay, yeah, which is pretty uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, so yeah, there's I mean. We got a 98-year-old guy catching a freaking human-sized paddlefish at the lake. Uh, we've got Anthony setting records down at Table Rock. Um, we had uh, uh, we had the a, scientists in Michigan. Yeah, the scientists. a seven-foot, two hundred and forty-pound sturgeon. Yeah, so oh I don't know. God. I don't know what's going out. The big sunfish. Yeah, I don't I mean, know what's going on you out there. See this picture, Tony. The, I will. The sunfish. A red ear that's six pounds six ounces, and the little feller that caught him—they kind of look alike. They're both <laughs> short and squatty. <laughs> so you've been out there. What's going on on the water right now? Oh, the fishing is outstanding. Crappie at Lake of the Ozarks is—they're up in the foot of water. You can just catch the tar out of them. Uh, bass, same thing. Some are done spawning. Some are. You know the next wave will be coming. Uh, I had a, I had a blast at my tournament last weekend. We caught 
probably 15, 16 keepers, but could only call up to like 14 pounds. We never could find any, any big ones. And, uh, and, you know, any real big ones, we had a four pounder in the bag, but you know, nothing giant. And that's not going to do you any good at Lake of the Ozarks. Um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of those weights right there. The 14 to 15 pounds was just, uh, I mean, we ended up in 30th out of like 120 boats with 14. I think we had 14, three, but there was, countless bags up until you got to the, like the top four or five. And I think 21 pounds won it. And apparently those guys were still out fishing main lake points. So some of the big females for that next spawning wave, uh, are still out. We're still out on the main lake. Uh, so that's, you know, if they were telling the truth, which I think they were, uh, because I kept thinking that we need to go out there. We can't catch, you know, we got, we had our limit by seven thirty in the morning. Uh, and then we're calling wow. all day, just caught, tons and tons of fish uh you can do a little bit of everything water temperatures were in the mid 60s uh so yeah the 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 bass bite is on the crappie bite is on i'm sure obviously the the uh gar bite is on uh, <laughs> hey what what is snagging by the way mike it's just you're trolling along with a giant hook and you're just you're just pumping that rod with a giant treble hook trying to snag those those big spoonbills Okay. I've never done it personally. It looks freaking exhausting. I have a buddy. Uh, I have a buddy who's an iron worker who does it. Who, who goes down with a bunch of friends every year in April, and they go out there and they always it, it and inevitably every year he goes down and the pictures that he takes and he sends me. They usually end up with a big giant fish, so it's usually him holding one of these paddlefish up, and they're you know they're as big as he is almost, and he's a pretty big guy. So they're I get it. They're big big old fish, and that's got to be a whole lot of fun. But every picture he's ever sent me, it's they're wearing. They all got coats on and hoods and or ponchos, <laughs> and the sky yeah. is gray, and they look cold and wet. <laughs> like, so yeah, it, it, look, it looks like they've been in a street fight. Usually, yeah. <laughs> they always yeah, look very cold. They always look very cold and very wet. And I'm like, and this is, this is what this is a good time. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, I've never done it, but it seems to me, yeah, you're catching a big fish. But you're using a giant rod, too. I mean, it's not, you know right. what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> right. I don't know what kind of fight they put up, but I bet if you snag one in the back or the tail, I bet they put up one heck of a fight. He's a, so uh, this gar, I know it's different, but this gar that, uh, that that Anthony caught that we were just talking about, he said that this thing was, uh, he said the fight was on. He said it was incredible, this 32-pound gar that um, he caught. Uh, he said that uh, the line was all tangled up in the trolling motor before it was over. He said the thing. Oh my god! He said when they got him, he you know when they first hooked him, the thing took off like a missile, and and he said it was. Uh, I'm so I'm sure that's a. Uh, I'm sure yeah, that's. I mean, an, they're kind ex- of shaped like a spoonbill, right? They they're, they're long. Yeah, they they're they shaped a like a missile in yeah. that respect. Yeah. Oh, and the sure. bass. It's so much different, Tony. Like the bass between now and a month ago, because of the water temperature. Yeah. I mean, a couple times I'd lay into one and I'd be like good one and then i get him up and he was just like 15 inches but they were just that you know they're just putting up so much a fight with the water temperature being up a little bit more right you know you forget i do most of my fishing in the you know in the colder water so they don't fight quite as hard right but uh man you hook into one now and they they're hot they just they're especially once they see the boat uh man. yeah lake of the ozarks man it's just it just keeps pumping out i want to Tur- get out you know, there tournament so after bad. tournament and they just keep pumping out the fish man it's crazy so what's uh, and I, like you said nationwide? I mean, yeah. it appears that you know everywhere. You think that has to do with? Better. Do you think it has to do with? I mean, like, is, is this one of the few positives of the pandemic that 
people kind of rediscovered the great outdoors because so many things were closed oh, sure. and you couldn't for sure you couldn't you know for be sure. in close quarters with a bunch of people so you know one or two people getting out on a boat and being socially dense distance and going fishing like this is something that maybe a bunch of people sort of I, rediscovered in the last year i think 100 percent. i mean tackle sales are at all-time high boat sales uh our tournaments i mean we were just talking about the other day we we're at a BFL two two or three weeks ago, and at Table Rock, we have one on Saturday, one on Sunday, both of them completely full, 240 boats. And it wasn't but seven, eight years ago that, you know, we were barely drawing 100 boats, and now we're drawing 240, maxing out the field. So uh, that and the young kids getting in fishing, you know, that's yeah. my next tournament is I'm going to be, you know, since my tournaments are pretty much done, I'm going to be coaching uh, the Lincoln County team at uh, Stockton for their championship. I'm going to be there get to be their captain for a change i've always kind of been their coach that they call and we talk and all that but i'm actually going to physically get to be there and be their boat captain i'm pretty excited about that uh these kids are outstanding both of them they're they know as much i mean with the information that's out there now shows like this and youtube and the 10 horse money and you know it's just there's so much information to be gathered out there if you're a young eager person you can speed up the learning process so quick i mean you know just get out there and 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 just dig for it it's yeah. there you know you and and then you know i love being a mentor to these kids and and them asking me questions i think i've said it before it's like playing the guitar if you give lessons you learn more yourself you forget right and when people ask you questions yeah. it reminds you of why you point. do what you do do you, you watch know, so. do you watch fishing on television do you watch the bass masters tournament do you watch oh, major absolutely. league fishing like do you absolutely and can you do you I'd rather watch youtube videos than that i mean yeah it's kind of usually with today you already know the results, <laughs> right? So it's right. Kind of weird, you know. There's not a lot of suspense there, but uh, yeah, I still do. Have you ever Especially fished in a tournament with the live the live scoring like that, like not, they do on Major League Fishing? Wouldn't that be? I, I mean, would love to. I'll tell you what. I will say. I will give the fishing community this compliment. Over the last couple of years, that was the one sort of thing about bass tournaments if you weren't really in to fishing tournaments um on television then you know it, it's 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 not that There's exciting no to watch no drama. but when they when they yeah. introduced periods and time limits and live scoring and these guys know yes. what the score is as it's happening and you know, there's a clock and a, right. and, a, and a score like that, like a like you know most sports are set up. Right. Uh, I think right. that was a really cool thing. I know a lot of traditionalists didn't really like it, at least out of the box, they didn't like it. But I thought that was a I thought it was a brilliant move to figure yeah, out I, a way I to. I think it was a brilliant move too. I mean, it's made for television. Yeah, is what it's it like is. The I mean, it's made shot for clock. The suspense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's perfect. And then you know, you add in what they, you know, it's. Let's be honest. People aren't patient. You know, if people jump on stuff, I'm like, hey, man, this is a work in progress. Man, I would love to be to, to figure this out. And they did. They they went to the two pound minimum, which makes a difference. I mean, these guys are too good. You don't need to make it a pound. They can sit out there and catch one pounders all day and nobody really wants to watch that. Right. Uh, <laughs> so watch. making it two pounds is better. I would but, love I mean, to be in a boat. Right. I'd love to be sitting in a boat with Mike Marfell and he, who's winning a tournament and there's 20 minutes left. And somebody delivers the news that Mike, 
Bo Matthews just got a three pound two ounces. You're now one and a half pound behind the leader, and like, and here we go. And it's like, and, yeah. and, and Mike's yeah. like, hey, yeah. Yeah. start digging around yeah. in the poles and figuring out. The past, right? Let's run over. To, yeah, past, you never knew, you, right? You just didn't know where everybody stood, right? I always say when you're when we're catching them good in a tournament, you know, a traditional style tournament, beware because everybody else probably is too. Uh, yeah. Well, can you, you know, if in you a traditional can... tournament, the, the easiest ones to win are the tough ones, the grinders. You know, I mean. Mm. You just got to, then, then the mental part comes into, you know, keeping your focus and stuff. Right. If you, if you feel you a tug on your, bite, it's over. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. If you feel a tug on your line, can you tell, well, this is, I, this is a waste of my time. Yeah. How mm, long in, how, how, degree. how, how long degree. into it, how long into the fight, how many seconds into the fight do you know if you got a big fish or a little one? Two, three, probably. Yeah. But so, you, you can easily get fooled, like I said. I've hit one before. Strong, like, oh yeah. my God, good one! Yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. because I pinned it up against the brush pile or up against the table right. or something, and you think it's big. But when you feel that head shake, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, you know, with a bass, mm-hmm. when you feel that big head shake, you know it's a big one. And here's another thing: when you never feel the bite, that's generally when it's a big one. When you're Ooh. you're like, wait a minute, I didn't cast under the dock. All of a sudden, my line's under the dock, and I didn't feel anything. Well, those big ones just come up and open up and take it and swim off with it. They don't. They don't hit it hard generally. So my just inhale it and swim off. But ready to wrap this up before we go though, I gotta ask you what I always ask you. If people are listening to this and uh you know, they're they're downloading this podcast the week that it gets put out, so it's you know, early to mid May and they're listening to us and they're getting ready to go fishing. Um what uh what's a couple tips that people could take advantage of right now? You're gonna be looking for spawning areas where they're coming and going. So there's some there's some that are on the beds right now, but the most of them are either done or coming in that next wave. So you want to find those flatter pea gravel areas and then either fish the fronts of the docks close to that or the, the secondaries or main lake points leading into those pockets that, if you're looking for bass. And the bigger ones, you can go up there and catch the, the smaller males up shallow all you want, but those bigger females, until it's time to get on the bed, they like to hang out a little bit deeper on some points or underneath the the fronts of docks, the front dock corners, back dock corners. So, and same thing, catch them your favorite way, shaky head, jig. I mean, guys were catching them all different ways last weekend. Uh, There was guys caught them on swim baits, guys caught them on spinner baits, guys caught them on square bill crank baits. So pick your favorite bait and just cover water. Put your head down and cover water. (laughs) You'll catch more fish than, I mean, it was crazy. Like I said, we caught, had a limit by 7.30 in the morning and, just caught fish all day long. Sounds like it's long. just a great time to be out on the water. Oh, absolutely. Well, anytime it's a good time Amen. to be on the water. <laughs> yeah. Amen. So, Mike, <laughs> in the meantime, we'll talk. We'll, we'll of course talk to you again here real, real soon. In the meantime, uh, Ten Horse Monty and anywhere else that people can follow you. That's it, man. Ten Horse Monty. Go. For, he's dropped several videos uh, recently at Lake of the Ozarks because we hit and Table Rock. So. Uh, yeah, and he's doing the lesser known series now too, where they're going to smaller, lesser nice. known lakes. Nice. And of course, that's upsetting a lot of people. Yep. <laughs> Letting that fills <laughs> up the parking lot. Spot. And the ten horse. Mo- it's so funny, Tony. He gets rec. I get recognized through his channel. It's so funny. He's like, man, you look familiar. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Is, his channel's growing and growing, dude. So and it's a, a lot great of you to your listeners. And yeah, and, it's and a great channel. It's a quality product. Yeah, hey, man, it's a product. great channel. Go check it out. Ten horse Monty. 10 like the metal, T-I-N, 10 Horse Monty on YouTube. Uh, you can watch uh, You can watch Gabe and everybody there, and you can also see Mike. He is a regular on 10 Horse Monty show, so make sure you go Absolutely. and check it out. 
All right, buddy. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time as right. usual, Mike Marfell, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Let's go Blues. Yeah. Right. Amen. See you, boys. See ya. All right. That's going to do you. it for this week's edition of the podcast exclusive for Carl Middleman. I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Uh, see you, boys. Oh, see you, boys. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.